Hey guys, it's Cam. Uh, so I suppose this is becoming our MO, but we had some technical difficulty with this episode. I know. I know. Uh, I went through and edited the whole thing, and somehow my vocal track mysteriously disappeared. So it was only Nick talking to himself for about the first 45 minutes or so. Um, as a result, the news segment is entirely gone. But what we do have for you guys is the Can You Dig It segment. This week we focused on uh, winter beers, or tried to anyhow. We had four different selections for you. So enjoy Can You Dig It. We'll be back uh, next week, hopefully, with a full segment that we don't fuck up. Enjoy. some beers uh we are still having some beer and uh we we kind of had a a winter theme here i think three of four at least you could consider winter the fourth still being a winter three release. three winter beers one that is a winter seasonal late late release yeah yeah so um let's well, see. first off what are we doing this is can you dig it can you dig it I don't know where we are in the rotation. <laughs> it was one of them. That's okay. Cam, Cam's gonna flip a coin, so you either just heard Shaq or the Warriors. And can you dig it? So this is the segment where we drink some beer. We tell you dig it or don't. Um, there's no rating system. It's just, do we like it? Would we buy it again? You know where? You know, just kind of right off. You know, first impression. Yes. No. Right, and so uh, we started today off with um, a beer from Double Barley's, uh, the spot in Smithfield, North Carolina, that I found um, this past weekend on the way back from my grandparents' house to Columbia. Um, this is the FFF Holiday Ale. Uh, FFF stands for Family Fucking Fun, which is their description for, I guess, you know, what it's like when you're hanging out with your family <laughs> during the holidays. Lots That's of fun. fucking fun. So the family fucking fun holiday ale, they describe as the perfect beer to take your mind off all the family fun over the holidays. A beautiful, deep amber color with medium body and a thick, creamy head. Nicely spiced, but subtle, finishing a bit warm. Perfect th for those cold winter nights. Um, I would agree with the coloring aspects and the creamy head. It was it had a pretty creamy mouthfeel. Um, this one did not quite do it for me. It was very, um, it was very bubblegummy. They yeah, there I was a lot like, of bubblegum. I feel too. like there. It doesn't say on the bottle, but I feel like it definitely used some sort of Belgian yeast strain. And I've had beers before that try and you know, be a Belgian style and really just get bubblegum flavor out of it. Yeah, and it was it was weird. You know, spice deal didn't get a whole lot of holiday spice to be, you know, I didn't, I didn't get much of anything. Yeah, you? no, there wasn't much of anything to it. I mean, it had kind of a bite to it and there, there's no description of, of what spices go into it and nothing was very discernible. No, um, you, you, you do get that kind of general cinnamon bite to bit. it but otherwise there wasn't anything that really it was, stood out it was mostly just sweet 
yeah. in bubblegummy. So the uh, the philosophy of this brewery that I saw, and it's here on the bottle as well, is a small town big beer, which I would say they definitely, they're doing it because the mm-hmm. beers that I had while I was there, um, I did not try this year. I just bought the bomber of it, um, you know, to bring something back for, you know, our winter roundup. And, but I had their uh, steak cake stout, which mm-hmm. is a 10% imperial stout i had their uh is it like mexican cake or no it's it's a pretty just straight up stout they the name apparently comes from the two the owners it's a couple it's a husband and wife duo i believe and they uh one of them thinks it pairs well with a dessert one of them thinks it's kind of like a a bold red wine and pairs well with a steak so that's oh okay that's That's cool i get it that one was pretty good um that was 10 percent they had the Gourd Rocker Imperial Pumpkin, which was like, <laughs> I want to say 11.5 or something. It was, that one was my favorite by far. Um, had some really subtle pumpkin spice to it, but a really thick, rich, creamy mouthfeel. That one was really good. Um, the Wandering Wilma uh, IPA was like 14%. Wilma's Wandering IPA? Yes. This- yeah. How much is that one? Does it say? Uh oh shit. Um they put it up on their website. That one comes in at twelve percent. Twelve. Damn. Okay. That's that's hefty. They, my whole flight there was like like averaged out at about ten, eleven percent. Like and then I had the uh Thrilla in vanilla, which um <laughs> while I think it only came in around eight percent, uh the the bigness there was uh just in that it was so heavy handed with the vanilla like it was I still enjoyed it it was definitely just you had to classify it as a dessert beer because sure. each sip was like holy fuck this is this is vanilla yeah as a sipper yeah. I'm sure um yeah it was a no dig for me no or, dig I yeah I'll still come yeah. back double barley's I like to yeah it's fine right. you can't win them all no <laughs> and then. We move on. The good old, the good old standby uh, Highland Cold Mountain. Reliable. Um, you've never heard of it, probably. Uh, there's no hype behind this beer whatsoever. It's very easy Zero. to get. Uh, no one ever talks about it. Um, also, it's opposite day. Uh, so all those things I just said are not true. <laughs> it's crazy. Uh, they, they have continued to up the production of this mm-hmm. the last few years. Because yeah. it had gotten to be... Where, you know, it would come out and you couldn't get it, and they're yep. like, "Well, we don't want that to be the case." You know, we like kind of the the exclusivity behind it a little bit, but we want it to be available. And they continue to up the production, and it continues to still sell out within the week it's released. Typically, yeah, um, yeah. I, I I I posed a question on on Twitter about a week ago. Um, I, I picked up a bomber. You know, I I love Cold Mountain. Um, I don't go crazy for it and usually around here it doesn't sell out that quickly it usually uh, hangs out yeah uh, the, the 12 ounces since they moved to that kind of, that size packaging those go pretty quickly but the bombers they st- tend to stick around for a little bit and if you can find the swing top 750s those those last for a little while yeah um but uh i lost my train of thought there shit <laughs> mm. um the fuck Dig. Well, my story. Okay. Uh, <laughs> well, that was a 
cool story, Hansel. Good, great job. Um, yeah, um, yeah I <laughs> I'm, did, I'm not drunk. I just totally forgot where I was going with I, that I story. dig as well. Um, my girlfriend really <laughs> enjoys it and has gotten me into it. Um, I was piggybacking on where your story was possibly going. I'm not sure. Uh, last year, I was able to find this two or three months later. I found this at Speakeasy. In oh, the I remember what I was talking about. The I put the question on Twitter of what what hypes this so much. Uh-huh. Where, where, where is the hype monster behind this beer come from? Because it is strange. The, the brewery doesn't really. They're not like, oh, it's cold mountain season. Like they let people know it's coming out, but it's not. They've bought like, into you, it a little bit recently. Maybe but, so, but, but yeah, still, it, like, they're not blow, They're not blowing their load over it. Like anytime, whenever cold yeah. mountain hits, it's like, where the fuck is it? Or it sells it's up not, that quickly. It's not a Bourbon County. Like, I mean, there's a damn bottle limit for it when yeah. it comes out, and it's still a hugely produced beer. Um, so I just it's interesting, like how a beer like this, which is a really great winter ale, it's consistently great. Just kind of maybe that's what it is. It's just a really good beer, and it is. It's, it's only it's a one time a year thing. It's so. just it's a very very solid beer. It cha- it changes each year. Um, I actually I heard recently that they brew the same base beer every year, mm-hmm. and they they get together with whoever is on the team that year. You know the brewers and people that work in the tap room, and they come up with the additives that they want to put in to let it age for, you know, a little while longer sure. to create that year's flavor profile. Cool. So, which, you know, very similar to like the, the Prairie Christmas bomb that we have also tried and we'll tell you about in a minute. Mm-hmm. Um, it changes year by year. This year's doesn't have a whole lot of like holiday spice or anything per se. It's just a lot of marshmallow. Yeah. I get that's a lot that's of one like, of the big discerning flavors of and one of the things I love about Cold Mountain is marshmallow is a really big flavor yeah. that's always pretty present. Very just caramelly marshmallow. Yeah. It's it's really good. Sweeter, I, not overly sweet with a little bit of spice to kind of bite it and help kind yep. of splice that sweetness. I, I had a growler of it. Um and I think I like the growler I think I liked it out of the the keg, you know, on draft mm-hmm. better than I did out of the bottles oh, all right. that I've had. Very, you know, like just whatever. But I feel like the the stuff that I had out of the keg was a little more, um, I don't know, flavor forward, if you will. Whereas sure. the bottle stuff is like the flavors are just slightly muted. Yeah. And I only say this because, again, my girlfriend loves it and I bought a shit ton of it. Right. So <laughs> I've been able to analyze it from all packaging perspectives. There you go. Um, no. Yeah. A definite dig. Super always, dig. Always love this Thanks, beer. Thanks, Highland. Yeah. Did a great job. Keep, do, keep doing your thing. So now back into the great state of South Carolina. Yeah. So I had a, a nice little package show up on uh, this past Friday. Um, I've got a notification that I had to sign for a package. I had to be 21 or older, so I figured it was alcohol. I thought it was strange. And the, uh, the wonderful folks at RJ Rockers were nice enough to send me a little holiday care package with some some swag and a bottle of their 2015 whiskey barrel-aged Black Pearl. Mm. Um, Black Pearl is their uh, November through January seasonal uh, black IPA. It's about nine point five percent. They on the website they describe it as being octo hopped. I don't really know what that means. Maybe it's eight eight hops, or maybe they hop it eight times. I would it's think really clear. <laughs> um, but they use German pearl hops. I'm not sure. Um, so this is the second year they've done it. Uh, RJ has really stepped up their barrel program 
within the past uh, year or so. Mm-hmm. Um, they've been taking a lot of their base beers and putting them into barrels, um, selling them in bottles and on draft at the tap room up in Spartanburg. Um, and so uh, this year's BA Black Pearl uh, was aged in um, Woodford Reserve bourbon barrels for six months. Delicious. Um, and uh, so thank you so much to to the great folks at RJ for, for sending me a bottle of this. I really appreciate this. Yeah, we appreciate um, it. It's a definite dig. A really, Oof. really good. Yeah. Um, we, we were talking about how a lot of barrel-aged beers just kind of smack you in the face with the bourbon. Um, we were discussing it uh, off mic with my wife, and she said, you know, if I want to have a glass of bourbon, I'll have a glass of bourbon. But if I want to have a beer, I want a beer. And this is that happy medium where you get the flavor of the bourbon, uh, but there's not that over, you know, overly pungent, really strong uh, whiskey flavor to it. Yeah. Uh, in like you know, in in the stronger sense, but there's definitely a whiskey uh, note throughout. But it's not at all overpowering. It works with the beer. It, it's melted in nicely. Yeah, it's there. the The taste of the beer still shines through, which is which is good. I mean, a lot of times whenever I have a barrel variant of a beer i've had the original version prior and i can definitely taste everything that i like about regular black pearl in this but with the addition of a really great like bourbon nose on it and just kind of like the corners of your mouth like get that kind of like that sweet heat from the uh from the bourbon barrel and it's always just enough it's not just again not overpowering at all for me it's really the uh it's the hops that cut through really nicely, yeah. mm-hmm. which I, I was talking to Nick. I, I can't think of any other black IPAs that I've had that have been bourbon barrel aged. And it's really, it's nice. It's somewhat refreshing because so many uh, stouts and browns and other, you know, typical bourbon barrel variants, um, those are already fairly like sweet beers. They, they're kind of relying on, dark malts and spices for their complexity and the barrel can tend to mask those. Whereas, uh, the hops are still really present in this. Um, and it, it just gives it a totally different dimension that, uh, that I really, really like. So on that um, note, maybe for our next tasting or our next, uh, episode, we should have, uh, you mentioned barrel aged black IPAs mm-hmm. and I was just thinking, uh, Founders Project Pam, which is their black IPA oh, yeah, and yeah. maple syrup burn barrels, just arrived. Mm. That could go one way or the other, as as some founders it's, backstage things have gone recently. Sounds good. Sounds good. Um, I enjoyed the uh, sweet repute. That was the other yeah. one. That was maple bourbon barrels. Yeah. Um, but yes, uh, definite dig. Super as dig. Cam, I, I second Cam on the the hoppiness being a nice kind of cut in there um wasn't overly sweet wasn't overly boo- uh, boozy or bourbony or no. or hoppy or malty it was just everything worked really well and that's a sign of a really good beer so yeah. definite definite dig um this was released at the brewery this past friday the 27th i don't know if they still have bottles available um if you live around Spartanburg, I would definitely recommend popping in there. They may have it on draft. Check it out. Give them a call. Um, yeah. And it's it's totally worth it. I think they're they're selling them for about fifteen a pop. Oh shit. So uh, and just go into RJ in general because they're awesome people. So great Thumbs times. Up. Great and stuff. we'll wrap up with uh, 
now that we're after Thanksgiving, we're officially in the Christmas season. I know you, you, you can listen to Christmas music since like November 2nd or <laughs> the day after Halloween or whatever. And uh, Christmas beers will be popping up more and more if they haven't been here already. But uh, uh, we cracked a bottle of Christmas Bomb from Prairie mm-hmm. and out in Oklahoma. Um, Bomb is kind of a, a bit ubiquitous at this point. It's there. We have reviewed it on this show. I believe we have. Yeah, um, it was my first time trying it. At that point, I've had it a lot since then. Yeah, it's, it's my first. It's really. Time. It's still on the shelf all around here in Columbia. It um, is really easy to find now. It used to be a whale, and now it's not so much. I think they make it pretty not cheap. Pretty though. regularly. No, still not no. cheap. Uh, it's usually about what, like ten, eleven dollars uh, yeah. for a twelve ounce. It's an imperial stout uh, bomb. The base bomb is uh, imperial stout with uh, coffee, chocolate, vanilla beans, and peppers. Uh, and then for Christmas bomb, uh, they always throw in a little little something extra. So uh, Ooh, <laughs> last like stocking last year's Christmas bomb, um, which had this really horrific uh, reimagining of Macaulay Culkin from Home Alone on the the label. You know, the, the yellow guy, the yellow kid with the hands up. Do you not remember that? That sounds horrifying. No, I don't, I don't remember it that. It is terrifying. Um, they threw in cinnamon, ginger, and nutmeg. And this year, for this year's Christmas Bomb, which has a totally different label with a lot more of a festive approach to it and a lot less uh, nightmare-inducing, um, they added cinnamon bark. Uh, comes in at 11%. I think that's what it is. Yeah. Um, so, base bomb with... Some spices add to it. Uh, I give it a double thumbs up. Super duper dig. Um, I love bomb. Uh, just in general, that's one of those styles of beer that I just love. Everything hits the right note for me. And this is even better. Um, the The cinnamon bark works really, really well with all the other flavors. Uh, usually with those. You know those Mexican cake style beers with the chilies mm-hmm. and the, um, you know, the spices and coffee and all that stuff. Cinnamon is generally a component. I think in Abraxas, it's cinnamon is in there. Um, so it it just works that well or works really well with it. Uh, and this is no, you know, nothing different from that. It's just it, great. All yeah. those all those flavors. The, the a lot cin- of vanilla. A lot of uh, yes. A uh, little bit of a coffee to it. The cinnamon is very pronounced and very the recognizable. S- the cinnamon factor is definitely, uh, definitely upped in it. Um, yeah, I mean, definite, definite dig. No, uh, no division in opinion this week. I mean, we tried. <laughs> Damn, three. we uh, we should have a fight again. Uh, <laughs> we gotta, we gotta find some some new. You know, I was kind of hoping that uh, FFF would would create a fight, but. It just no. I think my first sip, I was like, "Okay, this is good." From the other room, I hear Cam go, "Nope." <laughs> yeah, that's that's like, well. Maybe we'll try happened. it again. So that's bit. Ba- yeah. yeah, it's okay. Yeah. It's it. It wasn't bad. I just I just wouldn't buy another bottle. Yeah. I mean, it just was. It just didn't do it for me. Now, for for eleven dollars for a bottle of Chris's mom, worth it? Worth the price? One. One. I would buy one, and just like we did, I would split that with somebody. I would buy one and split that. With yeah, it's definitely the one that's as good for sharing. It's not, it's not too boozy. It's at eleven percent. The alcohol is hidden very, very well. Yeah, for sure. Uh, if it, you drink that by yourself, 
you'd be chilling for a hot second. Yeah. Like it's it, that would knock you on your ass if you just drank that like in the course that you would drink a normal beer. You'd be imagine just taking that to the face in the bottle. Ugh. You know? Like that 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 is a glass to be that is a bottle to be poured out. Oh, if you yeah. were to just put that up to your mouth. No, and you're not going to you're not going to take a six pack of this to your holiday party exactly. and drink it unless it is, you're an alcoholic it is not. or <laughs> Well, if you are, you're the best alcoholic. Um, but <laughs> it's not. Yeah, you you definitely need to share this. In my yeah, opinion. but this is good. Uh, you know, and that's that's part of the holiday season is, is exactly. sharing and caring with your sharing your friends and loved ones. Caring, so, uh, etc. Yeah, dig dig for both of us. So definitely dig again for another episode. We are on the same page. It's okay. It's right. We're gonna do. Um, we'll have to pick some really random shit. Next yeah, time and see I think, think so. For the local roundup, I imagine we're gonna have pretty similar opinions on on the local stuff. you know, just because you know, a we like most of the stuff that's coming out around here. The stuff that we're buying is you know obviously worth buying uh, for for us. But I think we should maybe do like the local roundup and then. Just some fucking randos. Just some, you know what might be some a, shelf pulls c- could be divisive. Um, and keeping it local, uh, we're coming up on the uh, Westbrook fifth anniversary release, which they've been quiet about. Usually by this point, I think they've started kind of putting out what it's going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen no indication about what this year's anniversary beer is going to be. It'll come out in December. Should probably. What was what was last year's? That I'm was sure the uh, the it, co- the coconut. Um, oh yeah, the, I loved that. I was all about that. Yeah, the um, I'm pulling it over right now. The almond. It, it was the chocolate, chocolate almond choc- coconut chocolate coconut almond imperial yeah. style. That was that was a very divisive beer just among drinkers in general. I loved it. I was, that was absolutely. Great. All yeah, about that. That was really, really good. The year before it was like a chocolate orange. Yeah, that was like that, that. That one was a little more divisive. And then before that, you had Captain Schoons, which was, I think, since. I did not have that one. Yeah, Captain Schoons was good. And they've. Rumor is they've put all the anniversary beers into barrels. I've, I heard uh, the chocolate orange third anniversary has mm-hmm. been in Grand Marnier barrels, uh, which I can see working, whether that actually exists or not. I can I also know, see super backfiring because that's so much orange. I would think the fourth anniversary in bourbon barrels would be good. That would be really depending good. on what bourbon you. That'd use be really or, good. Um, but uh, that that that's always one that it could be hit or miss depending on your your tastes. Um, so I know that, we'll find out. I'm sure it's all gone now, but the third anniversary was still hanging out in bottles last year when they had the fourth out. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. I told a buddy of mine, I was like, yo, you got to go find the Westbrook anniversary. It's really good. Those, and I, those tend to sit around for a little bit longer they, than They usual. did. And he was like, yeah, I went to uh, went to Morganelli's and got some of that, you know, Westbrook anniversary. It was incredible. I was like, oh, dude, yeah, I loved like, you know, the coconut and it was just, just enough. And he was like, oh, no, mine was like a, like an orangey kind of thing. I was like, oh, that what? One. He was like, oh. yeah, I got third anniversary. And I was like, the fuck did you get that? Like... <laughs> It's very strange, but yeah. So that'll be a uh, that'll be good. Um, and, and and as you know, as we put out there from time to time. If if you listen and uh, you you enjoy it, you enjoy this part of the show, please just you know send us some beer. We'll drink it. I guess we need to start giving out addresses. I don't want to give out our home address. 
Uh, Cam's number is 803-867-5309. Yep. I don't even have it. You took the only fake number. We could do a TV style where everybody's uh, number starts call, with... Call Cam at 911. Please don't do that. <laughs> Please don't tell 911. Old school TV shows, every number on television starts with 555. When I'm 12? Yeah, 555. <laughs> don't, don't they explain that? No, we, we need to stop. We're getting off on tangents now. Yes. <laughs> I think I think it's because it can't exist. I yes, think if you, yes, yeah, I because think it's, five, I think five, it's the five, only the only the three digits that don't exist anywhere. They they essentially kill the dial signal if you do it. Yeah, have to try that sometime. Interesting. Yeah, I was gonna say, don't they bring that up in Last Action Hero? Yeah, I, because I he's like, what? Yeah, you know, what's your number? Five five five. What's your number? Five five five. Okay, how many combinate? How many people live in Los Angeles? How many combinations of that number? Can you have and Schwarzenegger says area codes and the kid's like, damn it. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Anyway. Topic. anyway. Um yeah, so I think the next episode we're gonna come at you guys with is a local roundup. We've got a few things sitting in the fridge. We're waiting on a few things to come out. Um yep. For your own personal edification, Barrel Age Brutus is going to be released by Conquest. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, damn, we on, totally missed that. Sorry, Barrel Age Brutus is coming out December 12th. You can get a ticket in the tap room to be entered into the raffle. There are only going to be 150 bottles. Um, I went today. Uh, I got a ticket. Brenton got a ticket. So I'm in there. No, Nick's going to get one soon. Yeah, that may, and, and apparently you can go. You can get as many tickets as you want. Oh, really? Yeah, no, it's not a one and done thing. Oh, I fuck! Think well, I'm getting so many tickets. Um, my understanding is, is that, um, yeah, their Facebook page says we'll do a drawing this year. You can drop by the tasting room and ask for any staff for a ticket. You can get one ticket per day. Oh, up I'm until we close on Friday the 11th. They'll draw 150 tickets Saturday morning of the 11th uh-huh. or the 12th. Excuse me. Uh, and then they'll they'll let you know. Okay. Um, so you can come by and get your bottles. Uh, I've I've not had it, but I talked with Matthew on Friday, mm-hmm. and his eyes just lit up when he was talking about it. So apparently I mean, this year's is very good. I don't know what barrels has been in, but yeah. I mean, for those who have not had Brutus, Brutus is a, just a very good imperial stout. Obviously, the finisher is the one that they uh, probably the highest rank, the one they hang their hat on the most. Um, it's their anniversary beer, their Mexican cake, if you will. Um, but Brutus comes out, uh, you know, the regular version is in the tap room for typically for about a month, maybe two and is really, really good. I have not had the bear, the barrel variant before. I think but, I had last year's. I actually was going to pull out a bottle of Brutus to have tonight, but oh man, yeah, that's okay. Well, next time I got we're a few. Doing, I got a few local roundup. Around. Hopefully, we win one of the barrel age Brutuses, and if we don't, we'll drink one of the regulars. That's yeah, cool. that's fine because whatever. Yeah. Also, Conquest has nitro taps now. So. They do. I went today and I had the. Uh, they released a new porter, the Plothering. Plothering porter. Porter. Yeah. Um, which is the one that they brewed, uh, I think it was the, the batch right after the flooding, when yes. they finally had clean water. Mm-hmm. It was mm-hmm. the first batch they brewed, and, and it's, I, it's I, good porter. I had a glass of it on nitro that was very good. It, it drank just like, it drank like a latte. It, it was very good. Uh, I had a glass of that, and I had a glass of Medusa on Nitro. Mm-hmm. They switched out did kegs throughout the, the night on Friday? Friday. I did. Yeah, I missed it. Nitro Medusa is fucking killer, man. 
The fucking really coffee really good. really does it for me. Yep, um, that was good too. Yeah, the the nitro is very good. Drinks like a latte, you know, you get kind of the complexity of flavor, but just the the general, um, um, for lack of a better word, the smoothness just of the nitro pour. Um, very, very good. And I bought myself a growler of the regular because I like the regular too. There you so, go. Good stuff. Um, new releases all around town. And yeah. yeah, we'll have some new stuff for you. Uh, yeah. Hopefully just next week, not next month and a half. <laughs> so, we promise we'll try to do this more regularly. We're going to do our best. Now all I can't miss to do is get this upload. Upload. If you're listening... <laughs> Cameron's looking at his computer and said upload like it's going to happen right now. If you're listening on Monday, <laughs> November 30th, I did it. If Yay. you're not, I fucked up. And uh, and also if you're listening on the 30th or whenever you listen to this, hashtag uh, Dr. Phil. Marmaduke. As always. Uh, thank you for listening so much to another episode of Drink Potter Peace. Uh, I have been Nick. I have been Cam. And we will hopefully see you soon. Deuces. Cheers. Cheers.